Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Joining us now on the Overnight Crowd, it is that time of the week, our Tuesday into Wednesday, where we stop, we take a breath and we try and assess right where our AFL Supercoach team lists are and what changes we may need to make, what things we should be looking ahead to. And uh, to help us with all that, it is our super coach, Coach Damo from Jock Reynolds. Uh, he's jumped on the line once again, and it's great to have him, Damo. Good evening. Good evening, Jen. How are you? I'm fantastic, thanks. Look, uh, I guess the big one, Jack Steele's injury, and what should we do about it? I'm in this boat at the moment. I've got Steele, so, yeah, what's your advice? Uh, there's there's lots of ways that you can go with this. The straight swap would be if you don't have Patrick Cripps or Clayton Oliver or or Jack McRae, then they're probably the main three that you should have a look at. But I've seen some people do some tricky things with this, and it involves using one of your trade boosts to do this. Uh, Nick Martin and Nick Dacos, um, they're both pretty close to hitting their peak price. So you could use your trade boost to go make like a Jack Steele with a Nick Martin and trading out uh, Nathan O'Driscoll or a Josh Ward who won't be coming back anytime soon because they're both injured Yep. to get you Greg Clark, who's probably the must-have rookie in the midfield this week with, say, uh, Jack Sinclair in, the, in defense and uh, Tom Liberatore in the forward line. Ah, that's an interesting one. I actually have all of those players in reference, so that could be a move exactly for me. I'll have to have a look at that one. Um, if you <laughs> if you do already have the likes of Cripps and McRae, for, ex, ex, um, for example, would you be looking at maybe a, a Josh Kelly? Um, Laird is a bit more expensive, I suppose. Would that be sort of a move people could make? Yeah, I really like the way Rory Laird has gone about it, but Josh Kelly has had a great week. He's, he's, top five, he's a top five midfielder over the last three or four weeks for, for averages, so... He would actually save you about $10,000 as well going from um, Steele to Kelly. Oh, okay. So there's a bit of coin that you get to to gain from it as well. And I suppose the other one that I've seen floated around for those that don't have him would be Will Brody. Yeah, if you don't have Will Brody, that's uh, that, that's interesting because we started him at the beginning of the season sort of thinking he was a cash cow. I'm not sure how what he would average in, in the Dockers' side, but he's really just being the number two midfielder there at the moment. So he's averaging enough that we can possibly, that we can probably talk about him as a keeper, as a premium. And um, if you don't have him, then he might be a good replacement for sure. Yeah, righto. Um, I guess the other big talking point might be the flow and effects from GWS Giants. We now know, obviously, Leon Cameron has coached his last game and it moves over to Mark McVeigh being in charge. Could a change in head coach mean changes in, in roles and responsibilities, which might affect our scores as well? Yeah, Leon Cameron liked to play players in other positions. So Cornelio played more forward. Taranto played a little bit forward, a little bit on the wing, a little bit, a bit, bit of everywhere, to be honest. Okay. Whitfield was at half forward, half back on the wing. So we might see with Mark McVeigh um, having James Hurd and also Dean Solomon by his side, he might, he might, we might see a change in how these guys are used. So, so Cornelio may see an uptick in his midfield time. Taranto may get a more settled role. Whitfield may return to halfback. And so these guys have been frustrating the year so far and people have been holding on to them, hoping 
that the form turns around and and the, the, and Canelio especially has been in a lot of plans to be traded out after his 37 against the Carlton um, on Sunday. Mm. Um, but I would keep them for one more week just to see if there's any difference. Okay. Yeah. Just to see if that difference comes into effect because of the change in coaching. And I guess as well, the, the fact that there's that breathing space now of or that microscope of Leon Cameron's gone. So we might wait, wait and see how, how that affects GWS just in general. We know that um, dual position player status uh, is due again in a couple of rounds, which actually hits around buy time as well. Uh, what can we look forward to there potentially? Uh, if you don't have Jaden Short, he's a chance to get defence midfield um, there. Uh, so added, added midfield position there. Um, there's a chance that Marcus Bontempelli and Bailey Smith get forward positions. Um, some rookies might get some changing positions as well, like Robbie McComb might get a forward um, position as well. Uh, Darcy Cameron, who's taken over the ruck mantle in Brody Grundy's absence at Collingwood, will probably get ruck added to him because he's just a forward at the moment. Okay. Um, and I have also saw uh, some articles about the percentage of time for the likes of Bontempelli and Bailey Smith, that if they go on their game time at the moment, that those two could end up with um, dual position status as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going to be they're they're going to be very high high value targets for people in the forward line, and we might see forward lines with Dunkley, Liberatore, Smith, Bontempelli, and English all in them, and outside and after the buy, that might be something worth aiming for. So round 12 is our first buy and it's Carlton, Essendon, GWS, Port Adelaide, Richmond and St Kilda that won't be playing that week. And just a reminder again, Damo, how many players do you need to have active for those rounds? You only have to have 18 active scorers for um, that week. If you have more, then your top 18 is, is who scores your points for you. Okay, cool. And what's the regular numbers? Remind me. 22. 22. Okay. I'm in a bit of trouble, I think. I've got nine. I just calculated out where I'm at. Obviously, I've got to make changes this week anyway, but for I just looked at how many Carlton and Essendon and et cetera, et cetera, and I was like, oh, I've got nine of them. I'm going to have to look at that for the next couple of weeks and make sure I fix that right back up again. Um, who has been particularly hot uh, over the last couple of weeks? I think we talked about Josh Kelly. He was one. Um, anyone else to stand out for you from the weekend that either you had and you're patting yourself on the back or you wish you had? I wish that I had Rory Laird. I wish I would have started him if he didn't start the season with that hand injury as well, but he's averaging 122 for the year across the seven games. He's got a three-round average of 127. He's He's just on fire at the moment for Adelaide. And with Rory Sloan not in the team at the moment, I don't see... His, his role changing at all for the rest of the season. Um, Took Miller has returned to his usual form and I think he's now going to, to not really take a backward step for the rest of the year and Callum Mills just continues to keep getting it done. Poor week last week against the Suns, but I think Sydney had a poor week all round, um, but he's another one who's have, just having a fantastic season. Uh, and on the reverse side of that, I think, couple of names. You've already mentioned Canelio, who only had the 37, but Travis Boak, 36, I think he was. What happened there? I wouldn't be too worried if I was Travis Boak owners. Um, at Blundstone Arena, North Melbourne, 
are actually quite competitive despite what the scoreboard says. So I would say someone went to him and, and had a job on him. It didn't really work for the for keeping Port Adelaide quiet as, as a whole, but I think um, David Noble is going to be giving his players these sorts of jobs. So so I think Kyron Hayden or um, someone like that probably went to Travis Boak and did their job. I wouldn't be too worried about Travis Boak moving forward. Okay. And uh, as we tend to finish with, what about captaincy options uh, for round 10? Well, on Friday night, you've got Patrick Cripps and Callum Mills going head-to-head. I like Callum Mills in this game, but you've also got um, George Hewitt in that game as well, who is yet to score less than 100 points. Um, You've also got Luke Parker as well as another outside option. Um, Then later in the round, you've also got... uh, Just bringing up this fixture. um, You've got... Jack McRae at Mars Stadium against the Suns. Also, Josh Dunkley is an option. Marcus Montempelli, Bailey Smith. Yeah. So they're probably the top vice-captaincy options there. Um, then, you, then you've also got Max Gorn up against North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. He's always up for a good battle against Todd Goldstein. Um, Rory Laird against St Kilda. Andrew Brayshaw against Collingwood to finish the round out is also a good option. Uh, how are you feeling about Frio's ability to bounce back against Collingwood over at Optus at home for for Frio? I feel like they're always competitive at Optus Stadium, so I think it will be a better game than last week. Um, they didn't really suit; they didn't really adjust to the wet conditions well enough. Um, I think I think once Alex Pierce was subbed out at about three quarter time, they looked a little bit better, but um, it was just too little, too late. And uh, on Friday night, one of the things we do do for overnight crowd is we do the winner and margin of the the opening game of the of each round. So this time it's Carlton versus the Swans. Looks to be a belter of a game. This one, who would you tip and by what margin do you reckon, Demo? Uh, Sydney by sixteen points. Right. Should be a good round, hopefully. I know looking at North Melbourne and, and Nam or, or Melbourne with the, the rebrand for the Indigenous rounds, that one I think we're all watching to see what quite happens there. And I guess also Essendon and what they pull out against the Tigers. Any games you're most looking forward to for the weekend? I'm interested to see how St Kilda cover the loss of Jack Steele. I think he's going to be a bigger loss than maybe they might plan this week. So Adelaide might be able to win at home. Good shout. That's actually a really interesting one to see just how, what the Saints can do into covering that. Damo, thanks for giving up your time again on a Tuesday evening to talk to us here at the Overnight Crowd. It's been a, a pleasure as always. No, it's been no worries. And obviously people can head over to the Jock Reynolds website and we've got content rolling all through the week. Brilliant. Love it. Thanks again, Damo from Jock Reynolds. Joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. Don't forget to head over and check out Jock Reynolds community and make sure you're getting your latest information there. And I'll make sure that this chat goes up on the podcast and you can check it out at SEN's website and on our app, of course. Let's get in touch with each other here after the break. 1300 736 736. Let's continue to chat on the Overnight Crowd. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.